Welcome to another episode. My name is Jose Naharo, and today we're going to take a look at Zoom. This company has exploded in the past few weeks due to the coronavirus. Everybody's buying into this stock. So I wanted to take a look at what the big deal was with the company and is the valuation truly worth it. So let's get started. Alright, so the first thing I want to take a look at is the stock performance of this company. We can see it's way off from its all-time highs. All-time highs was somewhere around $150. Right now, it's sitting at $117. In the past five days, it has returned negative four on 14%. In the past three months, it has returned 62%. And year to date, this company has returned 73% to the investors. That's a huge jump, but um, I'm, I'm, I want to see, is it too late for me to jump in or is there still opportunity for me to get into this stock? Before we go any further, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, guys. It helps the channel so much and I truly appreciate it. I'm also streaming on Twitch and Mixer Mondays and Wednesdays at 9 o'clock Eastern time. So feel free to join me there. And I have just started a Discord group. All the information will be in the comments below. So definitely check them out. All right, so now let's start looking at some information. First, let's take a look at the latest earnings. This is for quarter four, which was reported on March 4th, 2020, which is not too long ago. So it can give us a good estimation of how the company is doing. So first, non-GAAP earnings per share were a beat of 15 cents and a beat by 8 cents. GAAP earnings per share were 5 cents and a beat by 5 cents. Revenue for this company for this past quarter was $188 million and it beat by $11 million, and that was 78% up compared to the same time last year. So when I saw this for the first time, um, this is actually the first time me looking at Zoom, and the first thing I noticed was $188 million is pretty low. I thought this was a bigger company and was expecting more of the billion-dollar range of revenue. Um, so when I saw that kind of what that kind of revenue, I was surprised. So this is definitely a growth. We can see 78% year-to-year growth. Um, but at the same time, right, it, it is a pretty small company. So now I want to take a look at revenue growth. So revenue growth for this company um, is is pretty strong here. So we see for the full year. So right now we're taking a look at the full year. So in this bottom chart for the full year for 2019 compared to revenue of 2018 was about an 88% growth in revenue. Again, you can see this was a big growth. The year before that was over 100%, close to 120%. And the year before that was hundred, about close to 150% revenue growth. So this shows you how strong this company is growing. But one thing you could see, right, is it is it's still growing pretty high double digits, but that growth decreases and decreases. And that usually happens when a company starts off, when it, it, originally, when it first starts off, it's a lot easier to see those dub high, high triple digit growth that it saw in 2017 and 2018. But when you look at 2019, the growth there is now below the triple digits, but it's still 88%. Next, right here on top here, I wanted to look at, I wanted to see how this company's um, profit margins were. Was this company really making money? And since 2016 to 2018, this company made no money. In this past year, 2019, this company made 3.5% profit margins. So 3.5% of its total revenue is what it, it, it kept. Again, that this is typically what you see for a new company, right? You see the first um, usually indicating very low, even negative profit margins, and you start to see an increased growth there. 
So we are seeing that here. Next, I wanted to take a look at expected revenue for next year. For So for 2020, um, this company is expected to make $926 million. So that would give this company, compared to revenue that it made here, it made $622 million in 2019. So for 2020, that would give this company a 48% growth. 48% growth is still pretty high right we still have that double digit growth but unfortunately right it's not as high as it as it was in the previous years still so, uh and earnings per share for 2019 if you guys just wanted to know was nine cents so this company only made nine cents per share this past year all right so next i wanted to take a look at this company's balance sheet and this is something that uh, if you guys have been watching my channel is something i truly enjoy taking a look at i think you can learn so much about this company by its balance sheet. You can see if it will be able to survive when things go bad and will it be able to do good if things go bad. And that's something that has helped me out right now. You can see the companies that have had horrible balance sheets are the ones that have taken the, the biggest hits um, in, this, in this downturn. And those that have strong cash, strong assets, those are the ones that are usually still taking a hit, but not taking as hit as bad. Um, so the first thing I see here is this company has very low liabilities. It has very low debt. It has no debt in general, actually, no debt at, at all. And that's oh, that. That's really good news. It has four hundred and fifty-four million dollars dollars of liabilities, and that's pretty much. Um, I want to say that's probably um, the employment, how, how much it owes employees, and leasing buildings. And all the equipment and any any payments that it has to do for that for its everyday business um, this company has cash of about 855 million dollars then it has receivables of 120 million and it has long-term assets of 188 million so this company actually has enough cash and has a decent amount of receivables to cover off its other liabilities for the next two to three years which I think it's it's pretty good to mention Another thing I wanted to talk about is I was looking at who owns part of this of this company and 11% ownership um, is owned by the founder, Eric, Eric Jean, Juan. He owns 11% of this company. And I like to see that, right? I like to see that a huge holder of the of the company is actually the founder because it means this guy wants this company to succeed. So there were three things that I really liked about this. So the first thing is that the founder owns a nice portion of, of equity on this company. The second thing is this company has no long-term debt. And the third thing is this company has enough cash and short-term investments as well as receivables to pay off its other liabilities for the next two to three years. So that gives this company an A+. If I was a teacher, I would be grading this as straight 100% for, for, for its balance sheet. Unfortunately, I'm not a teacher, so I don't know why I said 100 or an A+. But if it was, right? All right, so next, I wanted to take a look at this company's most recent news and what's hitting what's hitting um, this company's stock price to go down. Uh, so we can see, right, the company reached a high of $150, and right now it's sitting at $117. So definitely, some of the news articles out here are affecting it, and I, I can understand why. So so they, they definitely are having a lot of bad press, um, and first thing is New York City schools, SpaceX, Google, and NASA have all banned the use of Zoom citing security concerns. If SpaceX, Google, and NASA have stopped this, this means that any government worker or contractors are obviously not going to use Zoom because of that, of that security concerns. So that means the big guys like Boeing, 
General Dynamics, Raytheon, Lockheed, and anybody else doing government contractors or dealing with security, with national security items or any form of security are not going to be using Zoom. So that's a huge portion of companies. The second news article that talks about is they're talking about about some big issues at hand. Zoom bombing, which what they're calling data sent out to Facebook. That that issue is actually fixed and next to China servers. So Zoom bombing, if you guys don't know, it's people um, be, people being able to enter servers, uh, other other video servers, and actually they're they're promoting violence, hate crime. They're also showing like pornographic material. Um, and so that's the main reason schools have canceled it. And just that whole privacy, you see these big contract companies not doing it. I know Elon Musk of SpaceX said that the main reason is just for the security reasons. The other articles talked about data sent out to Facebook. Um, so there was somewhere in there that some of the information, like what device you were using and at what time, I don't think it was truly personal information. It was just more of information of, of your item. Uh, was being sent to Facebook. Zoom actually just fixed that and they said that's no longer happening. The next thing is the scary one, I think, and why a lot of the big companies, like I said, are not using them. And this is the China servers. So this Zoom has Chinese servers for backup. If their servers here in the United States get, get bombarded with too many, with too much users, they send the extra um, the extra users to a China server and that's just in case of there's just too many people online main reason that just because China servers right you see those government contractors and workers are not going to use zoom anytime soon and um, I can, I know that from from firsthand experience next we're going to talk about German big countries we have German foreign ministry we have Taiwan have told officials to stop using zoom and the Switzerland advised workers to use Microsoft Teams instead. So again, this isn't for the whole country, right? This is just for the government contractors of those countries. So the, the government's um, officials and contractors of, German, of Germany, of Taiwan, and of Switzerland are, are recommended not to use Zoom. Zoom has talked, I know their CEO came up a few a few days on, um, on the interview, and he mentioned that the security thing was one of his biggest mistakes and that he is working to to make it right unfortunately if he does make it right he hopes that those people that did not want to go into zoom will, will will start to move and believe on their security so the first thing they did was they created a, a CISO CISO is the acronym it's a console and advisory board for security and he hired the former Facebook chief security officer as an outside advisor so you can see they're actually trying to make it work for them um, to increase their security, but is the damage done? I, I, I know maybe some companies, even though they do fix it, a lot of big companies are going to stay with Microsoft Teams. And then, so th that's a good news. I have to add some good news here, right? The second good news is data revealed, I think was for March 1st. It was definitely for a Monday recently. Zoom hit a record of 4.8 million daily United States users. Next in line was Microsoft Team with 1.56, so three times, Zoom was heading three times more than Microsoft, and Slack had under 500,000. Uh, 500, it was Zoom in one day hit more than three times Microsoft Teams and hit more than eight times more than Slack. 
But one thing that I, I do, I am wondering is, I know a lot of my friends are using Zoom just for personal use. I know Microsoft Teams, a lot of companies don't, a lot of people don't use it because that's more of a professional environment. I wonder if they soon hitting a record of 4.8, were they big companies? They did not announce, they did not announce that. Were they big paying companies that are paying or was it, or was it just individual users using it for just this whole quarantine of being able to talk to friends. And I think that's a big, a big differential to understand. All right, so next let's take a look at valuation and maybe some of you bulls might kill me about this, but I, I have to just go with my opinion here. Um, so first I'm, I'm taking a look at two valuations here. First, I'm going to take a look to my, um, that's seeking alpha. And the one right up top of me is from simply wall street. So from seeking alpha, they're giving me for January 22, earnings per share estimates of 58 cents. This is on non-GAAP earnings per share, so it's a lot higher than your regular GAAP earnings per share. This gives this company a forward PE ratio of 197. If you guys don't think that's insane, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what do you guys think is insane. For me, um, actually, you guys can think whatever you want, right? I, this is my opinion. I think that is ridiculous, paying 197 for this forward PE ratio. And I'm actually gonna do some math below to my right actually to show why I think this valuation might be a little crazy. Um, next we have here in, up, up here we have Simply Wall Street. They expect for 2022, um, this company to make 39, that's, that's not 39 cents, that's three cents. Three cents, this company, so that's pretty crazy. All right, next, I want to take a look at up here, and this is even crazier. So Simply Wall Street, which reports estimated gap earnings per share, which are usually a lot lower, estimates that this company in 2022 will make somewhere around three, three four cents. These numbers might not be updated, but a four cents would make this company at freaking 1,000 forward PE ratio. So you're saying, hey, Jose, this company is a growing company. It's a growth company. You got, You should not use this. All right, so, so now um, I decided, okay, you might be right. Let's pull up my numbers. So I wanted to take a look at the most recent revenue. The most recent revenue this company made was $622 million for 2019. So for 2019, that was 80% growth compared to, compared to 2018, 80% growth. 2019, um, let's multiply that revenue by two times. So let's say in 2020, this company makes 100% makes growth in revenue um, just because of this, so 100%. Then let's say for the next year after that, this company makes another 100% growth in revenue. So for the next two years in the future, this company is gonna make over 100% revenue growth. I think that's over pushing it, but let's just go with those values. So that gives this company a value of $2.4 billion, $2.4 billion of revenue, right? So now next thing I wanna do is, we took a look at this company's um, profit margins. This company's profit margins were 3.5 for this year. So I'm saying, all right, 3.5, let's increase them that they actually give 10% profit margins. So not only did I increase their revenue for the next two years by 100% each year, I'm also gonna increase this company's profit margins by three times what it makes now. So let's say 
All right, so now we have that $2.4 billion of revenue and we have that 10% of profit margin. So if we do that, that gives this company a total net income of $240 million. All right, so next I wanted to go and look at how many diluted shares this company has to be able to truly calculate the earnings per share. This company has $254 million, um, million shares. So if we do that $240 million divided by the $254 million diluted shares, this gives roughly this company earnings per share of a dollar. That gives this company a ratio of 120 forward PE ratio. For me as an investor, that's not something I'd like to look at. And that's me, remember, that's me doubling their, their sales next year and then doubling them again next year and then increasing its profit margins from 3.5% to 10%. Um, so this is, in, in my opinion, all best case scenarios, and it still gives this company a forward PE ratio of 120. I, for, for me, that's a little too high. All right. So the final thing is my thoughts. Um, first, don't forget to subscribe guys. Remember, these are just my thoughts. I understand that I can be completely wrong, but this is just based on my investment mentality and my, my method of investments. So this doesn't mean if, if I go against it, it doesn't mean that Zoom is a bad investment. It's just not an investment for me based on my risk on, on the way I categorize my risk. So obviously this company can keep going shooting up. And to me, it would be okay if that happens because I understand my level of risk and I understand that this isn't for me. So first, let's take a look at the pros. The first pro, this company has an amazing balance sheet very great balance sheet low debt uh very very high cash cash balance in it second this company has huge growth potential we saw 84 percent last year um they're expecting 48 percent this year but i think it's going to be higher than 48 percent. so this company is a huge grower and the final thing is this company is definitely listening to the customers it knows that security was a big issue so they started going with with more initiative to increase that security. So I think these are all good things for a company. The cons, uh, and these I think are really big cons. The first one are the top dogs. These are the big companies, different countries officials are staying clear of this company for security reasons. And I think these these top companies are the ones that really put money into, into items like this. Um, right, I, all these top dogs are gonna continue to use Microsoft Teams, or even Google, 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 whatever version of Google is. And my second con is high valuation. And I think to me, the biggest con of them all is me just based on my risk, that high valuation is way too much for me. So I, I personally, I understand why people expect a lot from this company, but given that best case scenario that I gave in the previous slide, um, to me, it's, it's definitely not, not a company for me. Again, guys, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Let me know what you guys thought about this episode. Let me know what are your thoughts. Again, like I said, I could be completely wrong. This could be the best investment ever, but just based on my risk assessment, I am not going to invest. Um, so take care, have a good night, and see you next time.